listening to The Ladies Room. I am Iris St. Moran. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. So by day, we're television news anchors at competing stations in New York. But in real life, we are the best of friends. Okay, so tell our listeners why we decided on The Ladies Room. You know, it's that place where you get yourself together, maybe fix your hair and makeup, tell a secret. Ladies know what I mean. Girl, you know I know what you mean. So you'll get to hear from some phenomenal ladies who are doing phenomenal things across the world. And our goal is to provide inspiration and information. We're on air in the ladies' room. All right, welcome to the ladies' room. We have the phenomenal, the fabulous, my favorite actress, my favorite singer. I'm always joking with people. I'm like, can I be your agent? And I'm not really joking, but you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get there. Tamara Smithers, she's also my line sister. Yes, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. (laughs) But you might also know her as. Tamara Gentia. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Just in case. I know. <laughs> so the first time I saw you perform, it was actually Dream Girls. And when I tell you blown away. Did you see it, Iris? Did you see Dream Girls? You think it's okay. We had this discussion before. <laughs> okay. Long story, right? Yeah. But I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like I can't wait to see what her future holds. How did you get started, though, with singing, with acting, and just being a performer? Before, Before we get to singing, yeah. she there's people who can sing. Like, we can hold it, too. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Y'all honey. There are people who can sing, uh-huh. and there are people who can sing. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. she can, she takes it to the upper room. So yeah. how did you get into... <laughs> Sing it. Thank you, ladies. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I absolutely love y'all. Um... So it, it started when I was young. I remember like being four years old and my mother, because my mom sings as well, um, and she heard that I had this gift and she made me sing I'm Not Just Superwoman in front of my <laughs> kindergarten class. <laughs> right. Your eggs right. are Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and then it just started from there. So I, I remember being in my room, having my little boom box, listening to my songs, you know, singing into my hairbrush, putting on concerts for my family. Um, and then obviously, you know, in church, grew up in church, singing in church. Um, and then it probably was a pivotal moment for me in high school. I moved to Syracuse from New York City. Well, let me just say I was born in Syracuse. Okay. Um, moved to New York City when I was six, grew up there. And then when I moved back to finish school, um, I graduated from Corcoran. I was in the um, the play, uh, Once Upon a Mattress. And that's when I found like my love for musical theater. Um, and I got the lead. It was one of the leads, Queen Agravain. And it was absolutely amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I really can do this like professionally. Like I want to go to school for this. So I researched Syracuse University. It was my dream school. That was the only school I wanted to go to. And I got in for musical theater and the rest is history, you know, learning, um, you know, training uh, classically, singing classical, you know, opera and things like that. And then just really having a love for the different musical genres, jazz, blues. My absolute favorite is gospel um, and just, you know, just everything. Neo soul, like everything. Yeah. When you were in New York City, was there any moment then where you just started really developing your craft or were you too young to realize like, dang, like I'm really talented? I think, well, I think I just always knew I was talented. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think I was too young and didn't necessarily have the resources 
uh, back then to really uh, pursue it like I wanted to. I would sing for barbecues. I would sing for different um, events at school, um, like the talent show or something like that. But knowing that this is something that I wanted to do professionally, that didn't set in until I moved to Syracuse my senior year of high school. Yeah. What did you want to do before? Um, I think I always wanted to be a singer. I always wanted to be a performer. But I will say that growing up, I wanted to be a nurse. Yeah. You still care for people. I do. You're very caring and and loving. Mm -hmm. You're just, it manifested in a different way, right? Yes. (laughs) Do you you have a favorite song that you like to sing? So I have favorite songs in different genres. (laughs) So gospel right now, one of my favorite songs is... um, Change Me, Tamala Man. Yes. Change Me, Oh God. So that's that. Um, last night, I actually had a show, and we sang um, He Loves Me, Jill Scott. So that Neil, so I love that because it, it's it's just very freeing. Um, and then, I don't know, I have so many favorite songs. Yeah. I can't pinpoint it. Now let's go back to New York. Can you talk about just your journey there and how it shaped you into the amazing woman that you are today? So moving to New York, um, moved there with my mom and and my stepdad, but he's my dad because he raised me. Um, And I went through a lot. I, you know, you know, troubled household. You know, my dad was addicted to drugs and alcohol. We moved around a lot, lived in shelters and things like that. And... I just always knew that I wanted more for myself. Um, I never wanted to be a statistic um, because I very well could have gone down a different route. Um, And so I stayed in school. I always kept a job. I've been working since I was 11, um, making sure I had my own resources and my own income and just staying busy, um, staying active. You know, I was in the uh, cheerleading squad. I put myself through dance school, um, and I just always found those resources. Um, And I think that has helped me mold me into the woman I am today because I just always want more for myself. I'm never satisfied, and I don't know if that's the perfectionist in me, but I just always want more for myself. Where did that drive come from? Because, you know, there are a lot of young girls who might be in that same situation that you are now living in shelters and not really you know, having the best life, but you literally came from that and you're amazing today. And you said, you know what, I'm not going to let that hinder me. Um, I I think it's an inner thing, but obviously everything comes from God. Right. Um, so I think it's an inner thing. I just always knew that I wanted more. I didn't want to settle for what I've seen, you know, my family and my friends around me that were settling for not necessarily by choice, but, but because they had to, And I just always wanted more. And so I was going to do whatever I needed to do within my capacity to make sure that I was a woman of substance. That's always what I say, be a woman of substance. When you're on stage, what, how does it make you feel, whether you're singing or in musical theater? What does it do? Do you feel like you are Tamar? Are you, do you have your, like, Sasha <laughs> <laughs> That's Beyonce's alter ego. Right, right, right. Don't know. So I say my alter ego is Tina. Yeah. You know, my, 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 my auntie Tina Marie. Not really, but I think of her as my auntie in my mind. But I... I go into this because I'm really a shy person. I know I've mentioned this to you, Jen, a, you know, many times. 
um, I'm a very shy person, but when I'm on stage and I'm singing, it's a totally different story because I feel like I can be, not that I'm not like an outgoing person, but it allows me to kind of step out of my box a little bit and, and push the boundaries and, um, just be this fabulous person that I want to be. And the energy that I get from the crowd and just, you know, it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling. So last night, for instance, when we did this song, He Loves Me by Jill Scott, and everyone was just, you know, all the musicians had their own solos, and I'm singing my part, and just being able to uh, just be in the moment. Like, that's a feeling, like, I, I can't even explain. Like, I can't explain it. It's a good feeling, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, Dream Girls, when was that? Was that three? That years was ago? about three years ago. Okay, three years yep, ago. December 2015. All right, that was at the mm-hmm. Red House. Yes, at the Red House. How did that come about? What happened? Y'all, when I tell you this before, <laughs> I, oh my God. <laughs> Who did you play in Dream Girls? Oh. So, I played the legendary. Effie White. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so for those who may have not seen the musical in the movie, it was played by Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. And so when I saw, first of all, I knew about the musical, but when I saw the movie, I was like, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how, but yes. I am going to play Effie White someday. Whether it be here in Syracuse, whether it's on Broadway, whether uh, if I have to go to Japan and play Effie White, I'm going to play Effie White. And so the opportunity presented itself because the former director of uh, the Red House, shout out to the Red House, by the yes. way, um, came to do a collaborative meeting. I work uh, professionally at uh, Syracuse University, the Community Folk Arts Center, uh, Community Folk Arts Center. I run our education department. And so they came over about a year prior to Dream Girls and just wanted to find out how we could work together collectively in the community. And so the director at the time said, you know, I also hear that you're a singer performer and and I hear you're really good. I just want you to know that we're going to be doing Dream Girls in about a year. We just got the license, and uh, you know, uh, we hope that you would audition. I said, yes, <laughs> I'm there. And so the process was very long. Um, I had did a show prior to that, um, The Color Purple, which is one of my favorites as well. And I played one of the church ladies. So I knew the other actress who I was up against, who was an, am- an amazing actress, um, but I just knew that this had to be for me. And I'm like, I remember praying about it. I'm like, Lord, like, this is what I really want. Like, I know, okay, it's superficial, Lord, please give me this, this role, right? But this is my, this is my dream. Like, this is my dream role. This is something that I want to do. And so I prayed about it. And then, you know, I heard things, you know, people would send me, you know, messages just so you know, we still, they still working on it. Just so you know, it's coming along. And then I got the phone call and I think it was July. And I remember I was like, you know, I haven't heard from them. I'm not sure what's going on. Not giving up hope, right? Because I'm still having faith. But, you know, the director was like, we would love to offer you the... I was like, oh my God, yes! <laughs> Effie's gonna win. Effie's gonna win! Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and so... It all worked out. And so what was the whole process like leading up to the actual production? Um, So with this program, the the particular production that they do around that time, it was partnered with um, Community Folk Arts Center, Hillside Scholarship Works Program. Their students would be involved in the production as well. Um, But they would also contract actors locally and from New York City. So it was a great... um, 
exchange between everyone. You had, you know, students who aspire to be what these actors are, you know, are doing in New York City. And then these actors are also learning about, you know, these students and then making those connections. And so I thought that was absolutely amazing. But in terms of the process, I think it was a six-week process. It started like early November. Um, and you're there every day, like Monday through Sunday after work, you're there, you know, I would leave here at five o'clock, go there, be there till 10 o'clock. Um, and then we had a couple that we had, we had a few days off for Thanksgiving, which was great. Right. And then come back from Thanksgiving, we're back at it. And then we do a, th I think it was a three week run. So really it was three weeks of prep. So you need to live, eat, and breathe those lyrics, those, you know, the dialogue, which it wasn't that much dialogue in it because it's more musical, but you need to, you really need to be all immersed in that world. Mm -hmm. And character. we're like a family. Yeah. Love it. What was it about Effie? I know we keep talking about Dream <laughs> Girls, but what was it about Effie? Um, I felt like she embodied so many qualities of myself like I saw myself in her when I saw the movie I just was like she's just this amazing person and a lot of people think well she's just a diva she's she she don't care about nothing but if you really look and you really dig into the character which is what I did you're able to see that she has so many layers that you pull back from she is sensitive right she's letting things affect her she's going through a secret pregnancy like there's so many things that are involved she's dealing with you know, I would even say some colorism issues um, with, you know, uh, Dina being, you know, a, a lighter skin. Um, uh, well, this was in the movie, um, you know, actress. And so there's a lot of many different there's many different elements that she's dealing with. And so I I really wanted the opportunity to just work through that character and, and bring Tamar to Effie. Mm, definitely. All right, so you perform with brown skin. Y'all are literally all over. Like <laughs> yes. last weekend, the weekend before. Yeah, y'all are all over every weekend. And then I'm listening to you. So how do you balance everything? Because obviously mm. you're involved in a lot of community organizations and things right. like that, but how do you balance it? Just make sure you're healthy Girl. to be able to perform. And it, hey, we're all still <laughs> learning balance. So. I'm still learning. I think the word of the lifetime for me is balance. I think I've always struggled with balance in my life and trying to, you know, that work-life balance and making time for family and friends, making time for, you know, my career, making time for me. Um, what I have learned to do now, um, especially since I've had my um, vocal surgery, um, is learn how to say no. You have to learn how, and, and it's not that you don't want to do the things or you don't want to support people and be there for them. But you have to learn how to set those boundaries because if you can't pour into yourself and make sure that you're good, how are you going to be able to overflow into other people's lives? That's right. And so that's one of the things that I'm working in. I haven't, I'm not going to say I've conquered it and I've mastered it and I'm like, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to do that more so now. Mm-hmm. And you With love. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned your vocal surgery. Yeah. That was tough. It was I tough, I was there, girl. you know, when you told me. Because that's your, yes. your moneymaker. Yes. That's, that's what you use yeah. to really exercise your gift. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I had been noticing, like you said, with brown skin anomalous people, I'm everywhere. And so, I had been noticing last October that there was just something wrong. Like, I'm more... Um, 
vocally fatigued after shows. I'm not getting enough rest. My voice is a little bit more gritty than, or hoarse than normal. Something's just not right. So I found um, a voice center in Rochester, went out there, they did a whole uh, full makeup and they did find that I had a vocal cyst uh, on my vocal cord. Um, and it wasn't a big thing, but because I'm a singer and I use my voice professionally, it is a huge thing. And so they monitored me for the next six weeks, you know, put me on allergy meds, anti-reflux meds, all of that. And it did go down in size, but I still had to have it removed to gain back my vocal quality. So I had the surgery in June, could not talk at all for 10 days. And let me tell y'all, when you can't talk at all, I forgot that I couldn't even go to Dunkin' Donuts to get my coffee because I can't even tell them this is what I want. So I'm like, Lord. But um, we were out to yes. dinner. She was using a chalkboard and she tried to mouth. So I'm like, girl, what? what, what? Right. What you saying? And you know, we're always yeah. loud and yeah, expressive. Right. So. right. So that was probably the, the, the most the rough time for me. Um, but then just leading back up to even speaking, like I had to speak for a minute and then you're off for 10 minutes for every hour. So really only six minutes an hour. And that was over the course of the next three weeks. And they did not approve me to sing again until the first week in August. Now my doctor said, you know, you can sing again, but you need to take it easy. But mm. I don't know how to take it easy. Uh, you yeah, know. You don't tell your doctor. No, I know. Don't tell my doctor. Don't tell my doctor. You were in the newspaper. Yes. <laughs> hopefully. Right, right, right. So... Yeah, so I'm back at it, and, you know, I'm still experiencing some things, but I'm a woman of faith, so I know that it's all it's all taken care of. Oh, yeah. So in those quiet moments, because I've had laryngitis, mm. and me not being able to talk is just like the... the Girl. It's terrible. Yes. <laughs> but did you, what did you do in those quiet moments? Did you learn anything, or how did uh, you just deal with that? A self-reflect, a lot of um, inner work. Um, being able to even just watch TV, you can't even, resp I can't even respond to the TV like, I know, girl, what you doing? I cannot do any of that. So everything is internal. So, you know, I'm listening tomorrow, you know, you need to stop. Maybe you need to get up and clean this house. I do keep my house clean, but sometimes I was like, no. Um, <laughs> or maybe you need to, you know, I had a plan. Like, I'm going to work on, you know, my one-woman show. I'm going to work on my album. Even though I can't do anything, I can hear it in my head. But, you know, I didn't do anything. I just really just took the time to relax because I don't do that a lot. And just reflect on things like make my goals. This is what I want to work on for the year. Um, these are, you know, the accomplishments that I want to um, come into fruition by the new year. Mm -hmm. And what do you want to come into fruition for your life? What in terms of professionally, where do you see yourself in the next like five to ten years? I know where I see you, but look. <laughs> Thank we all have you. our own visions, and I, I know it's going to be a great success, whatever it is. Thank you. So I I envision my my so so I kind of have like two career things. Like I have my professional arts administrative career that I see myself in, but musically professionally, I would love a career like Tamia. Like mm -hmm. Tamia is one of my favorite artists, and because I feel <laughs> shout out because I'm going to see her next week in Myrtle yes. Beach. Can't wait. Um, she. She just embodies what it means to be like a vocalist who is, you know, taking care of her family and, and, and still working and still doing the things that she wants to do. And so I would like a career where I am able to, you know, tour and do things like that, but on my own terms. I don't want to have to tour because I have to tour because I have to make money, you know. 
I want to be able to do it, obviously, to make money, but when I can, because I still have a family, I, you know, I would like to get married one day and have a family. I want to be able to still be present in my friends and, and family's life, and you know what I mean? So that's where I see myself. Um, I definitely want to finish up my solo project. I've been working on that for about 10 years now. It's coming, y'all. Um, but it will be entitled Tomorrow, T-A-M. A R O W sold. Yes. yes. Front row seat. Tomorrow, <laughs> a new day, because I feel like I'm ever evolving, I'm ever changing. And so tomorrows are always especially important for us because it gives us a, a chance to start again. Yeah. And start anew. And so I love tomorrows. Oh, oh, I can't wait for this. Yes, it's breaking news. Yes. That's I, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah, hey, you ladies. That's amazing. Yeah. And I just want to say um, before we end this, on behalf of the ladies' room, we you have been supportive of this before y'all even knew that we were do, before yes. we were even doing this. Yeah. Won't get into the details, but she supported yeah. this. Um, from Endeavor from, yes. from the jump, and mm-hmm. I just want to say it means so Aww. much to I me, Masajin. I know. I just want to put it out yeah. there for the people to know that, like, we were happy to finally get you on, mm-hmm. but like before y'all even knew about the ladies' room, yes. we, you know, you are our biggest fan, and just oh want you to God. know it means so much. Well, yeah. we're supposed to support each other. Yes. That's what this is about. Right. You can't just say you're up there and I'm gonna do my own thing now. You have to pull each other up mm-hmm. and, and support each other. But let me just say, I know I said it before, but when y'all asked me, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they want me on the show. You guys have had so many amazing, phenomenal women, and just to be in that category of women that you've had on the show, like, I just love y'all. Thank yeah, you. We love, we love you too. So we have this question that we ask everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm-hmm. So you know I've been listening to some things, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need to prepare my, my response. But as I'm thinking about it, I was like, I kind of wanted it to be organic. So I would tell my younger self that tomorrows are always coming. You, you know, you look forward to them. And... Um, you know, this too shall pass. You may be going through a season right now where it seems like, you know, it's not going to um, get better or all the odds are stacked up against you. Um, but you can you can make it through. Just have faith and just keep pushing forward and always be a woman of substance. It's always important to be a woman. Of I sisters. love that. Yes, Evangela. <laughs> <laughs> yes, calling this thing. Yeah, out. Iris, right here. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, this is beautiful. Thank you so much. Seriously, just for being such an inspiration to us, to young girls, to older women, to everyone. You mean the world to me. You know that. I tell you that all the time. And when you do need an agent, just say that. Look. <laughs> yes, girl. Know that I've cleared, I've cleared my life okay. schedule for that, for that position. So definitely do. Real quick, yes. where can people find you? Brown Skin, yes. Anomalous People. All yeah. That. So Facebook, on Facebook, uh, Brown Skin Band, Anomalous People Band. Um, Tamar Gentia, I have my own Facebook page. I, listen, y'all, I'm working on it. This year, that's one of my other goals is updating everything, uh, building my website, um, and getting things going. So by 2019, y'all be on the lookout. Okay. Because it's in, it's coming into fruition. All right, perfect. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to see all your yes. shows. Because I know I'm always texting. Like, like where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yes. yes thank Tamar you. Tamara Smithers, look her up. Yes. yes. We love you so much. Love Thanks you again so for being in the ladies' room. 
Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us on social media using the handle onairTLR. And of course, if there's a lady you want us to interview, just let us know. We'll chat again soon in the, the ladies' room. room.